0: across the boards we've heard that people wanna bring their authentic selves to work. So that's meant, if you've got a tattoo, show us your ink, wear it proudly, because if that's an expression of who you are, we want it to be a part of who you bring to work here at UPS.
1: Have you ever met someone who you would describe as a joy spreader? That's a pretty high compliment in anyone's book. And over the past year, we've all been looking for ways to realistically and authentically spread hope and joy, even in confusing times. And in my own role, I want to be a joy spreader on my own team of teams in this global work environment. Welcome to Joy at Work. I'm your host, Alex Liu, managing partner and chairman at Kearney. This season on Joy at Work, we're talking to people who are using that joy mindset to create major transformations generated by any trigger event or situation. Today, I'm welcoming Laura Lane. Laura is Chief Corporate Affairs and Communications Officer for UPS, a global powerhouse in shipping, freight, and supply chain solutions that you can imagine has been tectonically busy and such an important lifeline for many of us around the world in this past year. Laura is joining us today from her office in Atlanta, where she has been described by her colleagues as a joy spreader. She has had some unique life experiences from her time in government affairs and the WTO, and as a diplomat, literally on the frontier in Rwanda during their civil war. Wow. So welcome, Laura.
0: Thank you, Alex. I'm excited to be here and I love the topic.
1: I'm looking forward to sharing the experience with you now. But before we do that, let's hear a little bit more about your unique background even before you got to UPS.
0: I feel like I've lived a lot of life for sure before getting to what I actually believe to be my purpose, which is serving at UPS. But before then, I had a journey first starting in the Foreign Service, serving in some of the most challenging posts, which included Bogota, Colombia, at the height of the drug violence, and then continuing on to Kigali, Rwanda where sadly I was a firsthand witness to genocide serving in my government role there at the embassy and responsible ultimately for leading the evacuations of innocents out of the country and boy you learn a lot when you go through that kind of journey and you learn about what really matters in life. That
1: must've been a transformative experience. What did you take away from that? I mean, what are some of the lessons that live to you now?
0: That age doesn't matter. I was all of 26 years old at the time having to lead evacuation efforts with people counting on me. And so I learned that age is just a number. I still believe that now, even though I've got a little bit more under my belt in terms of time spent on planet earth. I also learned that what really matters in life isn't all the trappings of success, but it's the people. The people that you surround yourself with, the people that you lift up, the people that you give hope to, and the people that together when you're working all with that same purpose can accomplish anything.
1: That sounds like some great lessons to apply throughout the rest of your life from then at only a 26-year-old. That's amazing. Have you been back?
0: What's pretty incredible is UPS gave me that opportunity. It happened some 20-plus years later because of an opportunity that UPS gave me to launch our drone service in Rwanda in partnership with Gave and Zipline. And when I think about the moment that I left Rwanda, the last car out in those evacuation efforts, and then returning and Bringing good, bringing hope to a country by bringing that innovative new service that's now being used to deliver healthcare supplies in the remotest of locations across that country. It was a powerful moment for me. Wow, Lori, you know that's a wonderful before and after narrative there. Now, you've worked in public
1: affairs your entire professional career, post that. Would be great for our listeners to hear about your philosophy about business being the great equalizer. What does that mean to you?
0: Business is a powerful agent for change. And I see it uh, manifesting itself in terms of what UPS is doing now, for example. When you think about the challenges of coming out of this pandemic, it's public-private partnerships. It's the business community working with government policymakers to find ways not only only to deliver these vaccines, but also support economic recovery. I think business is a great equalizer because we have the ability, particularly UPS, to lift small and medium-sized businesses up, help them expand their reach, help them be able to take their ideas and make them a reality. And get them around to consumers all over the world. We're enabling people to take their ideas and lifting them up, allowing them to be the basis for their own economic empowerment. Rather than waiting for someone to hand them something, we are enabling people to empower themselves and invest back into their families and their communities.
1: I also admire a lot of what I hear to be some of the UPS initiatives around export universities and digital training seminars for women entrepreneurs. So you must be very proud to be at the center of change in so many ways, having had that early career also.
0: I absolutely love it. When you think about the post-World War II environment, what was it that helped lift people out of poverty? It was the advances in global trade. But we have to figure out ways in which to make trade more inclusive, more fair for everyone to engage in. At the heart of everything that UPS is doing, we're focusing on women. Women often face the most barriers. They've been the hardest hit from the pandemic. And so if we can find ways to eliminate the obstacles that they're facing, we in essence are eliminating obstacles for everyone else because when you make trade easier to happen particularly for women more trade happens with more trade you have more economic opportunity and more prosperity that's possible UPS has invested a lot in giving women the resources the tools the know-how in terms of what it takes to be successful at crossing borders UPS crosses borders every day we serve 220 countries and territories we know a little bit about border crossing. And we're passing on that know-how to women and saying, yes, you can. You can be a part of the global economy and you can grow your business in so many ways just by expanding that reach. We're doing it in partnerships with countries near and far here in Atlanta and anywhere where governments are willing to work with us to set up these workshops and partner with these women. It's exciting.
1: Absolutely. So Laura, your teammates at UPS call you the joy spreader, and I love that. What's your approach to being a leader? What's your philosophy?
0: I think it has a lot to do with surviving Rwanda. I was blessed in that moment to be given another day. I remember when I crossed the border from Rwanda into Burundi and thinking, oh my gosh, life's too short to do anything but pursue hope and joy. I actually have a funny phrase that my kids absolutely loved when they were growing up. It was that life's short, eat dessert. And I guess that's in essence be happy in life. Life is meant um, to be savored and uh, sweet. And so coming into the work environment, I think people can accomplish so much more if they're happy with what they're doing, if they're inspired and they're motivated. Joy is that multiplier of impact. Carol Tomei, our CEO, actually believes that as well. It's why she's made one of our metrics for success about increasing the likelihood for UPSers to recommend others to come to work at UPS. And I'm firmly committed to being a part of that change in our culture that makes work not drudgery, but work be joyful. And boy, during this pandemic, we learned a lot about how to spread a little hope and joy. People have been counting on us to deliver those essential goods and to deliver the vaccines now. And when you are involved in that kind of purpose-driven effort, you can't help but be joyful because you're delivering hope.
1: I love your analogy of, of living in the moment and taking nothing for granted and making peace with that. Practically speaking, how do you support and have supported the team during this recent period?
0: It has been a hard year because when you feel the weight of the world, so to speak, on you, because everybody's counting on you to deliver, it's hard for people to sometimes recognize you need to have balance in every moment. And that sometimes means stepping away from that Zoom call or taking that break and quite literally just breathing for the moment. Over the past year and a half now, there's been a lot of intensity. And the most important thing I been trying to tell my team as well as tell myself is to recognize that you don't have to do this all alone, that we're all a team and everybody can take turns handing off the next steps that need to be taken on delivering whatever outcome that we need to achieve and reminding everyone to check in with each other. You know, there's been a little bit of isolation. Our drivers and our preloaders and all the people working in our operations have been coming in courageously every day, but other parts of our Organization have had to work remotely. And I think in a company like UPS, where we are such a big team, literally, globally working together, those of the team that have been more isolated, we've had to make sure that we've checked in with each other and made sure that we maintained the connection, even though it was moderated through a Zoom call, checking in on a personal level. How are you doing? How's your family doing? Do you need any extra support? That's been really important. Really recognizing that people are more than just the roles they're playing on the team. They're individuals. that. Have their own hopes, challenges, frustrations, and making sure we're connecting with each other as people.
1: Now, you're a leader and also a person, too. How have you coped and cared? Do this cycle?
0: It has been invigorating and yet exhausting because in those moments where we were trying to make sure that our network kept going, it was round the clock phone calls. And by the way, round the clock meant round the globe too, in terms of different time zones. I learned that I do need a couple hours of sleep. And uh, so that was a little bit challenging at times because I would realize that my impact would diminish if I didn't let myself rest you As a leader, you have to project that balance to your team because if you don't rest, they won't rest. So you have to practice what you preach. It's been a journey for me because I am someone who as a leader believes I should be a player coach. I should be on the front lines with them and uh, the last one turning the lights out because I feel like a leader should be there at the front end and the back end. But the body does tell you, you need to eat and sleep and so I've been learning that throughout this journey. Some days I'm good at it. Sometimes my husband or my daughters need to remind me, mom, did you eat today? Mom, uh, how much sleep did you get? So when my own self doesn't tell me to take the rest, at least I surrounded myself by great team members and an awesome family that said, we love you enough to tell you to take a break.
1: Well, it's all interrelated, right? Self-care, team care, your loved ones and family care. That makes a lot of sense. Now you've said that the best career advice you've ever received was lead from wherever you are in the organization.
0: Don't wait for a title. Can you elaborate on that? Everyone has it within them to be the change that they want to see in the world or within a team. Good ideas can come from anywhere and you don't need to have a title to be the one that advances a good solution or advances a good idea. So I have always been a big believer that no matter where I've been within my team, whether I've been an entry-level person or now leading a big team as part of UPS, I really want to empower everyone to be part of the solutions because nobody's got the corner on the answers for some of the challenges we're seeing in the world today. And When you have that diversity of thought and ideas coming from every level within the organization, I think it creates a lot more opportunities for new solutions that maybe weren't thought of. I really do empower everyone on my team to lead as if they were the CEO and empower them to think of the ways that we can be better at what What we're delivering for our company or the communities we serve.
1: Laura, you mentioned that earlier that your new CEO, Carol Tomei, has very committed to the people agenda. And certainly you are. And an explicit goal is to increase the happiness factor. Can you tell us more about that journey, how it's been and what you've learned
0: from it? Like I said before, happiness inspires ideas. It inspires hope. And when people are happy, they see the world full of possibilities. And you want to tap into that kind of positive energy to move our world forward by delivering what matters, which is UPS's purpose statement. For us, it's been about listening to our people, listening to them and hearing from them what would make them happier coming to work. And across the boards, we've heard that people want to bring their authentic selves to work. So that's meant, if you've got a tattoo, show us your ink, wear it proudly. Because if that's an expression of who you are, we want it to be a part of who you bring to work here at UPS. You wear your hair differently than maybe someone else. It doesn't matter. Come as you are and contribute to what UPS is delivering. It's been about listening to ways that we can inspire them to be a part of the change we're trying to drive in our organization and in the world and identifying the ways to eliminate the bottlenecks or the barriers to creative processes and really unleashing that potential within every individual in our organization. And I think when people feel like they're empowered and encouraged to be themselves and bring all of their great ideas, I think people are happier.
1: In your role as head of corporate affairs, and communications, one of the questions must be, how and where do you draw the line as a CEO? You're being asked to comment on so many topics of racial justice, social justice, global justice, tragedies around the world. How do you navigate this new world that we're in?
0: There's a lot of opportunities to tell the story about who UPS is as an organization and what we stand for. What you're seeing is us living our values and telling the stories that reflect our values. But we're not engaging in some of the political debates because at the end of the day, we're not a political organization. We're not red or blue, we're brown. And so if we're gonna be true to who we are as big brown, we're gonna tell the stories about the values that matter for our organization and our people. From that perspective, we have been championing equity and justice because we believe that equity and justice are the foundation for all opportunity in the world. When we have a policy framework and a world that's governed on the basis of those two values of equity and fairness for all and absence of discrimination, we think that unleashes the potential for everyone, be they our customers, be they our people, be they our suppliers, be they all the stakeholders that we engage with in the world. We've chosen to speak when it is consistent with who we stand for as UPS and when it reflects the values that we believe are essential to the success for our organization and our people.
1: The economic opportunity and ability to achieve your potential in the workplace with your other colleagues is so important. I'm glad to hear that it's so important as a topic and as a priority at UPS. Last question for you. You've seen so much even beginning in the early days of your life in the Rwanda experience. What hopes do you have for the future of the world, the work, We're cultures, we're all ears.
0: I have to say that this past year with the pandemic and the social unrest and the growing recognition of the climate challenges that we as a global community have to face collectively, a lot of folks have looked at those situations and said, wow, you know, the world uh, is uh, facing so many challenges. And yet when I've looked at and reflected back on the past year, I've seen nothing but resilience, I've seen innovation, I've seen people rising to the challenge and reaching out to one another and reinforcing that power of the concept of all of us being stronger united from that vantage point, I actually believe this pandemic has allowed us to be a little bit more reflective and maybe appreciate more about what brings us together than necessarily what divides us. And I'm really hoping that we tap into those learnings and help Find the solutions for all the challenges that we've seen play out on the global stage over the past year and work together to build that better world. It's part of why the UPS purpose statement is so powerful for so many UPSers because we actually do believe that we have it in us to move our world forward by delivering what matters and delivering what matters is based on delivering hope, recognizing that we can work together collectively to innovate those solutions, be it finding that vaccine like the world developed in such a short period of time, finding those innovations that can take emissions out of the air and out of our ground operations, finding those ways in which we can come together on a foundation of equity and justice and allow everyone to be happy and prosperous in the world.
1: I love that purpose statement and that philosophy, delivering what matters. And I'm inspired by our conversation today, Laura. Thanks so much for your
0: time. Thank you, Alex. It was great talking to you too.
1: If you're looking for ways to transform your work and create more joy, subscribe to Joy at Work wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'd love to hear about how you're finding joy at work. Share on social media with the hashtag joy at work did you know that we offer joy workshops our interactive workshops help leaders learn how to create joy lead more confidently and build more empathetic and human workplaces we've already worked with several multinational corporations to bring more joy to their work if you'd like to learn more email our team at joy at joy at work is produced by carney a global management consulting firm we help our clients reach their full potential and find the way forward during uncertain times Learn more at carney.com slash joy at work. And if you enjoy this show, check out the other shows in the Carney Podcast Network, including A World Transformed, Reimagining the Future, hosted by my colleague and chairman emeritus, Paul LaDicina. It's a fascinating look at how our current crisis will propel us into a new reality. And on Inside the Mind, Kearney's Consumer Institute interviews consumer communities to uncover how and why people shop today and what their behaviors mean for the future of consumer goods and retail companies. You can find these shows wherever you listen to podcasts.